Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. My name is Pastor Matt McClory. I'm so glad you could take the time to listen to this message. All right. How are we tonight? Exchange. Hello. Sorry that transition was a little longer than normal. We had to set up, get prepared for later in the night. But we're excited for later, but I'm excited to be here with you guys. Are you guys excited to be here tonight? Hey, it's an honor and privilege to be with y'all, and uh, God has something huge in store, and I'm just excited for him to speak tonight, amen? Amen. So tonight, some of you may have been here within the last couple of weeks, and we've been in this wisdom series, and tonight, we're going to be talking about wisdom in dating, relationships, and singleness, so it's going to be good, it's going to be a good discussion, and um, later on, we're going to do a bit of Q&A, but... Right now, I wanted to speak for just a brief moment and um, do just a small, small little message before we get to that part of the night. Sound good? So if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And if when you turn there, say, got it. Let's see who's like fast enough. Frank's on it. Someone else is on it too. Second place. I heard you over there. <laughs> Sweet. So 1 John chapter 4. We're going to be starting in verse 16. So we got it right here. Verse 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God. And God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. That's amazing. Love that part. But perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. One who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. So I love that. Let's pray together. Jesus, I just pray in the next moments as we reflect on your word, God, that there would be a transaction that would take place, God. That you would help us walk away tonight with something, God, that, that changes us. Because we don't want we don't want to go through Christian karaoke, go through worship. We want to have an encounter with you, Lord. We don't want to hear someone lecture. We want to hear the word of God because that changes people. So you change people, God, and we're just asking that you would do that tonight. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for your love over everything else. In your precious name, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, cool. Well, since we're talking about relationships and singleness and all this stuff, I thought it was suiting to talk a little bit about my relationship with Mallory. And uh, it's an interesting one, to say the least. So I'm excited to share it with you guys tonight. And um, before we even started dating each other, Mallory and I, we were really good friends for many years. And we'd grown up, you know, in the same schools and stuff. And I always remember growing up together and seeming as though the timing was a little bit off. As far as, you know, she would, she would like me for a season, I would already be dating someone. Or I was not dating someone, I liked her, and she was dating someone. And uh, it just always seemed like it flip-flopped, and it was the worst timing. I was just like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's not meant to be. Okay, God, that's fine. Like, I'll just keep, I'll keep searching, which is fine. But after a while, I mean, <laughs> we, we just, we're always friends, we're always around each other, and... I remember at one point, there was one time where both of us weren't dating each other, and one of her friends told me that she liked me, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, thank you for telling me that vital information. Um, I did not tell her friend that I, I liked her, but I had feelings for her as well, and I remember we were growing up in youth together as well, and uh, I remember one time I went up to her just randomly, and I was like... Um, 
hey, you know, I was reading the Word the other day. And, um, you know, because I do that 24-7 because I'm a man of God. And um, I know you like that kind of thing. So I was reading Romans chapter 16, verse 16. And um, I just wanted to read it to you. Uh, Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. So I said that to her and I was like, I think, you know, it would be appropriate to greet each other with a holy kiss. I don't know how you feel about that, but and she was like, okay, Chris, that's fine. Like, that's fine. I was like, okay. <laughs> she doesn't sound like that. I was just, it's lost in translation. That's not what she sounds like. But so we, you know, we would meet at her locker or we'd meet at my locker in high school and we were young, right? So we were just like, Okay, well, see you later. I gotta go to history class now. Okay, bye. And, just, like, and it was innocent, guys. Like, don't, don't get, you know, don't start thinking something dirty. It was like, kiss on the cheek. It was nice and innocent. But still, it was like, I guess it was, that was like a stepping stone to the future. But we did that for a while, and she knew I liked her. I knew she liked me. But I still, I was still a little uncertain about our relationship. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that step because I think around that time I had gone, I gotten out of a relationship. So everything was still, you know, pretty new for me about just being single again. And that's just like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to jump into a relationship too quickly. I want to make sure I put God first uh, with or without holy kisses, you know? So, um, but we went through this for a while, and um, later on, I remember going to church Sunday, and, and um, earlier that week, they talked about, you know, the youth group. Well, it was, it was in college at this time now, right? So in college, they were like, hey, we're going to do a mission trip to Haiti. And I was like, oh, okay, Haiti, that's cool. I actually would love to do that. I've never been on a mission trip. So I'd love to do that. And I went to the meeting, and little did I know that Mallory was at the meeting as well. I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, cool. And uh, like I said earlier, that like her friend told me that, you know, she liked me. I was like, all right, I wonder how this is going to go. I'm not sure if I'm going to be in a relationship right now, but hey, I'm, I think I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go on the mission trip. And she went as well. And at the end of that meeting, she was like, hey, um, we need to talk. Can I drive you home? And I was like, Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah, you can drive me home. And I was like, thinking in my head, like, oh, I already know this conversation is going to be kind of weird. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but it's going to be weird to say at least. So we drove home. She drove me home. We sat in my, my driveway. She was like, listen, so I know you've probably been hearing things, but I don't like you. <laughs> And I just want to set it straight from the beginning before we go on this mission trip because I want to focus on God and I want you to focus on God. And I was like, cool. But I know you like me. <laughs> I was thinking that. I didn't say that. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. So I was just like, yeah, all right, sweet. Like, sounds good. Let's focus on God. Fix our eyes above. Okay, sweet. Let's do it. Not on each other above. So... So after that, I was just kind of like, all right, like right, we're doing it. We're going to go on this trip together, and we'll just see what happens. But went on the trip, and because we were in a different setting, I actually had an opportunity to see Mal in a different light. And I thought it was really cool. I saw parts of her character that I was immediately attracted to. And not to say those character traits were never there previously. They definitely were, but because of the different setting, I was able to see things in her that I had never seen before. They're already in her heart, and they're already there, but I had a chance to see them. They were highlighted in a way when we were in Haiti, and I was attracted to that. I loved that. And because of Jesus working in and through her life, it was just more evident. Mal on that trip knew that she 
she was loved by God. She already had a revelation of his love, but she knew how much he loved not some, but all of his children. So when we were there, we, were, we went to an orphanage and we were loving all the kids and we planted a whole bunch of trees, almond trees, cherry trees, all kinds of trees, and uh, it was great. And I just remember seeing her caring for people. I just remember seeing that her heart was just showing in those moments. She's caring for people and loving. She's just so kind and loving. It, just, it was so natural, and I was like, that's the, that's the type of character that I want in my future life. I remember thinking similar things like that. I was just like, man, that is so cool. And um, yeah, she extended this kind and loving heart to others without a second thought. And it was just really cool to me. So I think back on, on this, this passage that we read earlier, and that's the love that I want to experience. So in 1 John chapter 4, that's, that's the love that I want to experience, the love that I want to show others through my actions with, but also the love I want my relationship with my wife to be centered around as well. So I want Jesus at the center of our relationship. I want, I want to encounter a perfect love that drives out fear. We read that earlier. And I want, I want to serve a God because at his very core, he is love. God is love. Yeah. I want to live a life in love. Therefore, God lives in me. So I really want us to take this on tonight. Whoever we, we come in contact with that we think, you know, we might, that might be our significant other one day or we might decide to go in a relationship with, let's make sure that we keep God at the center of it. Make your pursuit after his perfect love. You hear me tonight? Yeah. Let's make that our pursuit because he's perfect in every aspect. Perfect love will keep you grounded in your moment of singleness or in a relationship. He's pursuing us with his love and his love is real love. That's the first thing that I want to pursue, God. And from that flows love because of him being love. That sound good? So again, I just, I just wanted to make it short tonight, short and sweet. But as long as we keep that the pursuit, God, right. and keep him in the center, everything's going to be okay. Whether you're single right now, if you're in a moment of singleness, or if you're in dating, if you're, if you're in a relationship with someone, keep him at the center. Right. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Everything will fall into place after that. So, um, amazing. Well, I wanted, to, I wanted to take a moment and introduce a few guests tonight. And these two people, as long as my wife, my wife's going to be up here as well, Mal. But um, we have two friends that have, that have come, and they, um, they agreed to uh, do a bit of Q&A with us tonight. So I'm really excited. Um, these two people have poured into our lives. They're one of my, myself, my, my, my friend and Mallory's friend, dear friends to us. But they just have a lot of wisdom, and they've lived this faith journey out a little longer than us. And um, we're all going to be up here, you know, talking, but we're just excited to have them up here. And um, so we're going we're gonna to have Pastor Bob and his lovely wife come up. So let's give them a warm, warm welcome as they come. And I'm going to pray that microphones will continue to work in Jesus' name. Somehow, some way. And if they don't work... Someone grab another mic for me. So I'll just keep it like that. Alrighty. This is oh, a little lower than expected. Okay. All right. Man. Alrighty. Hey guys. Hi. Hey. How are we? Great. Oh, so stoked to have you guys here. Um so wanted I wanted to you know chat through a few questions that I had. Um just about you know being single and dating relationships. And also throughout the week, we had a few people um, send some questions our way. 
Um, although we, we couldn't cover every question, we grabbed a couple of them and intertwined them with everything else. Thanks, Bill. Timmy's the man. Um, but yeah, so we want, I want to just go through a couple questions with y'all. And first off, either one of you guys can, can start off first, but share a bit of your background before meeting each other. Come out out in Jesus' name. Like like Chris and Mallory, we were high school sweeties. Uh, We grew up in the same town. Uh, Third grade. I remember seeing he broke his foot or something like that. In in the hallway in third grade. And then uh, time went on, I was dating his. Oh, that's okay. I was dating his best friend, and so he would drive me to all of his basketball games, and uh, we just became best friends. And, you know, long story short, here we are 38 years later. Um, But before we were married, my interests were very secular. We weren't believers when we were dating, and I wanted to be a Broadway star. And um, or a mom, and so I chose the mom role. Um, but um, I don't know. There's so much in our past, but you know, that's all I have to say. He, he's a lot more wordy than I am. <laughs> so, um, so basically, like what Dawn said was true. Obviously, except for the fact she forgot to, she left out the part that she's been chasing me yeah. since she was in third grade. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. But. Uh, <laughs> When I broke my foot, she finally caught me. That's what happened. No, in all seriousness, we um, we did not know God when we were dating. Um, we went through high school just like everybody else goes through high school. We had no values of Christianity. We didn't know what the Word of God was like. We just knew God was mad at us. Uh, so I, I was raised in an Italian household, and every time you do something wrong, God's going to get you. So we, I went to college for a little while and decided I was going to go into Marine Corps. went into Marine Corps. And um, about a year after I was in the Marine Corps or so, we got married, right? And uh, four months later, our friend of ours invited us to a church service. And so we found out that it was a Baptist church. And we were Catholic. So I've never stepped foot in a Baptist church before. No offense to all you Baptists, but uh, I thought there's going to be running around, jumping the pews, and doing this other kind of stuff. And there really wasn't. You know what we found out? We found out that God was there, and that he loved us. And we both got born again on that day. Wow. Wow. Um, Awesome. Same day, got born again. We got baptized, I think, two Sunday nights later. Um, And we were, our our pastors took us aside and, and grounded us in this. And they basically said, there's nothing more important in your life, in your marriage, than this right here. And so that became the foundation upon which we built our marriage, um, our lives. This has carried us through the storms um, and the troubles that we've experienced as a couple. Mm -hmm. um, Because this is constant. Mm -hmm. Life is not. Relationships are not. Uh, This is the one thing that is constant. And so... That's our background, and now I'm going to turn it over to Mallory. <laughs> you want to speak, Ben? Yeah. I was going to speak in just a second. I got a couple more questions for you. So, um, so through walking, just through being single, um, what were, what are some like the most valuable things that, if you, when you think back, that you learned about just being single? What were some mm-hmm. valuable things that maybe God told you, spoke to you about? Don't be single. <laughs> that's, that's all I cared about, honestly. That's great. Because I didn't know God, so I wasn't listening for God when I was single, and I don't think you were either. We were God-sensitive in terms of we respected God, right. but we had no relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we never read the Bible. Um, Catholic Mass was not anything that you might experience in terms of what we had tonight or anything else like that. So we really had, and I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but we had no regard for God or for his principles. Mm-hmm. Being single, that is. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, what would you say to the single woman or single man in the room tonight? Maybe just a word of encouragement or something like that. Dawn. Dawn. Um, I would say um, for everybody, you know, looking for a mate, 
do not shortchange yourself. Be very specific in what you ask God for. I've encouraged women to do this and have seen unbelievable things. Write on a piece of paper what you want in a woman or in a man and be really specific. You, God doesn't care. You can tell them what color eyes, what color hair. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I mean, I can mention some really funny things that guys are really specific and they actually got that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, I mean, obviously you want, you want a man that's going to love God. And then if he loves God, everything else is going to fall into place. Yeah. Um, and yeah. another thing is just be careful. Unless you hear God speak to you, because we've been around for so long, um, go after somebody that loves Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes God will tell you, this is who I want for you. And if you hear from God, that's between you and the Lord. But a lot of times we've seen somebody will get married and they'll say, well, they're going to get saved, and they never do. Right. Um, because yeah. your character is built by the time you're five, pretty much for the wow. most part. So when you look at a man or a woman, look at, like, um, what you said, their character. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because for the most part, that character is not going to change. Mm -hmm. yeah. For the most part. You know, I'm not saying yeah. they're a bad person, but, but, you know, God wants the very best for you, so do yeah. not shortchange yeah. your life. Yeah. Don't do it, because God has somebody really special. If all of you were here and you heard Mia's story, look how long she waited, but look yeah. what she got. Yeah. Yeah. So right. if you haven't listened to that podcast, I highly encourage you to do that, because God is so powerful and amazing yeah. that he yeah. has the perfect mate for you. Yeah. Yeah. So write it down, be very specific for God because he likes that. Yeah. So that's my Going off of that, I actually, Chris didn't mention this, I don't think, but I prayed for him for three and a half years before we actually <laughs> were dating and he was in a relationship with someone but I, like, <laughs> sorry, that was awkward. <laughs> I, um, I had, God put him on my mind, and he put him on my heart, and for me, like, I was always attracted to him, and I didn't understand in high school much more than a physical attraction, and I think God, like, really took my heart and molded it and showed me what it was like to love someone with a heart that sought after his own, mm -hmm. and I was constantly attracted to Chris's heart and how much he loved people and how much he just constantly pursued the Lord and it took me a long time to realize that and I prayed for him for three and a half years not not necessarily like asking him oh like I want to marry him but just like because God constantly had him on my heart mm -hmm. and I journaled about him and I have like five journals literally of just prayers for him and even like I would even go out and make myself uncomfortable and pray for his future wife not knowing that I was praying for myself, but just praying wow. for the future so of, like, good. all of that. Because it was like, when God puts someone on your heart, you know, that you're attracted to, but not more than a physical attraction, but you're attracted to their heart, it becomes something that's, it's fully God. You know, it's something that you don't have control over. It's just Him working through you. Right. So, so good. Good stuff. Um, when I think back, on when I was single and waiting for that special someone. I was, uh, I remember, I guess early in high school, I always had the mindset of people, uh, the person that I want to date, uh, I want I want to just pursue who I think could potentially be my wife. So I think, there would have been a lot more heartache if I would have just gone on feelings. If right. It would have been like, oh, well, for the time being, I think if I were to date this person, um, it would fulfill me, or I would I would feel good. Mm -hmm. But who who do you see as someone that you could maybe spend the rest of your life with? Mm -hmm. That's a big question to ask, but that's that's how I view dating in a way. I was I was like, okay, cool. Who, who do I see that could be my wife or? Who has amazing attributes and char character uh, characteristics about them that I would love my wife to have? Mm -hmm. So that's just something practical that I that I did when I was growing up. I was just like looking for that someone, you know, instead of just you know going in relationship off feelings and just because it would have felt right in the moment, mm -hmm. not what God really wanted me to do, which right. was to pursue. Mm -hmm 
someone that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you had anything, Bob, to add, but no, that's good. sweet. Um, cool. Um, so you guys already spoke a little bit about you know being together, but um, what are some things that you've learned um, being in relationship with each other and then also just being married to each other? What are some, some highlights, some things that you've really learned that have helped you guys on that journey? <clears throat> Let, let me just say this first. This book is about relationships. Yep. Yeah. Vertical relationships and horizontal relationships. Right. Okay. Yeah. You can't have a horizontal relationship that's really good unless your vertical relationship is yeah. solid. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. Right. That? Right. When God created man and women, he said, it's not good, say not good. Not good. Not good that man should be alone. Right. Yeah. Right? So your desire to want to have a relationship with somebody is good. Yeah. God created yeah. that in you. Yeah. Um, just like sex is good, okay? Don't say amen. Because <laughs> God created that, okay? And there's nothing wrong with wanting that, having that desire. Right. But God's designed it to be had within the confines of a marriage. Yeah. So, because in the marriage, everything is good. Right. So, the things that we've learned is that, uh, and so we've been through some pretty rough times. Um, and what we've learned was that if it wasn't for God, we more than likely probably wouldn't be together. Because yeah. Yeah. Wow. human commitment is good, but God is great. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So uh, just we've gone through severe financial issues. We've lost a baby midterm. We, I went through PTSD for years. And so you can't, you can't survive that stuff just because she's a great person or I'm a good guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, you gotta have something that's deeper than that, something that you can reach down and hold on to. So, yeah. so if you're not latched on to God, if you're not latched on to His Word, then you can't really be latched on to somebody else. Uh -huh. yeah. And and so so my first thing for you is that to understand that this book will teach you how to relate with Him, this book will teach you how to relate with each other, and this book will teach you how to relate with your future spouse, whoever so that good. might be. And God wants you to have that. Yeah. Now, if you don't want to have a spouse, that doesn't make you weird. It just makes you not want to have a spouse. And that's okay. Some people are designed to, to be like that. And But, you know, if you're 97 and you still haven't found somebody, I would give it up. <laughs> but all things are possible. They, they really are. And... Uh, so I was in a telephone store, but I'm not going to give back Chris. <laughs> so good. It's all good stuff. Um, I wanted to add to that a little bit. Um, I lost lost my thought now. I didn't want to add to it, though. Um, oh, okay. Here it is. So if it's okay if you're still on the journey in, in your faith. Does that make sense? Like if if you're in relationship with someone... And you're, you're really trying to learn more about God and you're new to faith. It's okay to be on the journey. It just counts that you're on the journey. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? And does it mean that you know, everything's going to crash and burn because you haven't been a Christian for 20 to 25 years? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as long as you're pursuing Him yeah. you know, and you're on the journey, that's what counts. Right. Yeah. And God loves us and He knows that we're not perfect. We're all broken. I'm broken. Just as much as you guys, everyone's broken in this room. Right. Jesus is not. Yeah. He's perfect. So as long as we keep him at the center and we strive to learn more about him, and we're on that journey. That's what counts. So I just wanted to add that as well. But um, what else do we have here? So, all right, yeah, we're gonna jump right into it. So why? Why did purity? We got this question from someone earlier in the week. Why did or does purity in dating the women before Dawn matter once you met and married Dawn? What? <laughs> okay, say that. First of all, that's none of your business. No, I'm not <laughs> say, say that again. Different one. Uh, different one. No. Why did purity in dating the women before Dawn matter once you met and married Dawn? Oh, that's a good Yeah, one. that is good. Yeah, exactly. Doing it with people. Why is it good that you didn't have sex before Don? Doing it with other people. Right, yeah, but that's Thank you, Chandler. I'll break it down for you. I can share a little bit about, is this question for him, though? This is for him. 
Or vice versa, yeah. I just think since getting married and getting saved after we got married, mm -hmm. gotcha. okay, um, what happened to me, and this is obviously to the, to the women, for years and years I dealt with guilt and with baggage. Yeah. Yeah. And if I could have done it over, you know, and you can't go back because God's grace and mercy is so amazing, yeah. but, but if I could ever go back and do it over, I think I would definitely make the choice to stay pure till I'm married. Because yeah. there's something so beautiful and so pure in that. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it, it, it makes way for no baggage in the marriage. Yeah. You know, because yeah. when, when you connect yourself with somebody, you are taking on their junk, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then you bring that, whether you think you will or not, you will. So it's just an encouragement, and you know what? If all of you it's too late, that's okay, because God is so good and yeah. so filled with mercy, just make a choice now, Lord, help me. Right. Just wait for that perfect somebody that you have for me, yeah. that I could devote and give them my whole heart. Yeah. Not just broke the broken pieces, yeah. but the whole heart. But God puts the pieces back together anyway. But that's just my advice from what I, as a as a young married woman, struggled with. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the pure one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just learning a few things about my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might take an intermission. Um. I want, I want you to say something out loud. Do me a favor. Say, say there's a better way. There's a better way. So, we think we know it all, right? I, I think... Okay, I... We think we know it all. We think we... Like, our culture has answers. Um, we know what's going on, and people teach us things, and, you know, you're in school, and you're learning stuff, and maybe relatives or families raise you in certain ways. But here's the thing. God knows everything, and yeah. God knows your heart. He loves you. Yeah. Um, there's always a better way. And and the better way is to find out what's God's way. Yeah. And right. then do your best by his power and by his grace to enter into that way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I really appreciate what you said about... Um, like starting fresh, days of brand new day or whatever, you know, you can't, nobody can change the past. And like Chris just said, we're all broken. Every one of us are broken. We're just broken in different places. And we don't judge people who sin differently than somebody else. So that's not, you know, it's not about that. It's about, God, how do you want me to live for you now? Without guilt, without this burden, just understand there's a better way. And what is that better way? The better way is to enter into a relationship the way that God wants us to, and there's, we can teach for hours on this, but we're not going to. Uh, and as you enter into that relationship, you can, you can have a relationship with a guy or with a girl, and you can be pure all the way up until the time you get married, and you will discover a holiness and freedom in your physical, emotional, and spiritual relationship that is absolutely incredible. Um, but as human beings, we carry our past with us. We're not defined by our past, especially in Christ. But Emotionally, we carry a lot of that stuff with us. And not just with us, but in our experience as we pastored people and marriages, we discovered that people would carry that uh, into their marriages as well. Mm -hmm. But please, understand my heart. God loves you, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's not condemned. There is therefore now, how much condemnation? Yeah. None. Yeah. None whatsoever. Yeah. God does not condemn you. And so we heard... Um, uh, a preacher today say, God loves bad people. Yep. Isn't that great? That means he loves all of us, okay? Uh, and so, in, in, when it comes to relationship, God wants to take a relationship. That, this is what the world can offer. God, There is no limit to what God can offer. Yeah. Because we have discovered that yeah. when we are unified spiritually, emotionally, and physically as a, as a man and as a woman, as a husband and as a wife, that there is nothing that is impossible in your future. Mm -hmm. Nothing yeah. whatsoever. There is no greater joy than knowing that you're walking hand in hand, heart in heart, with God in the middle of what your relationship is all about. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. There's another question that says, did you ever have to put boundaries in place in your relationship? And if so, what did you learn through setting those boundaries and why are they important to you? I, th I think because, you know, we pastored for 30 years <clears throat> up north and there's always issues with women and stuff. So I think we had to, 
set boundaries of, you know, no being alone with a woman in your office, uh, keep the door open, you know, just things like that. When you're when you're married, those are things I just think they're safe guidelines because we're all human. Yeah. And um, so those were some boundaries. I mean, we had a lot of boundaries, like with the kids and all that. But I'm trying to like think of what maybe maybe even like when you were guys when you guys were engaged. Um, no boundaries. No <laughs> <laughs> we, were we were not safe. <laughs> that was my fault. That makes sense. Okay. Were you Christine and Justin? We know their boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> we can answer that question. Um, I mean, for us, it was it was simple. We we. No, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> Um, we, for anyone who doesn't know, Chris and I, we did wait until marriage, and that is a very, um, rare find. It's very unique, um, but we were both very, um, it's something that we felt strongly in our relationship. So because of that, I think especially, like, we spent a year apart from each other when he was in Australia and I was here, and then after that we were both in Australia and he was in Bible college, and he was living with the guys and I was living with girls, and... So we came home, we got engaged, and that was like when it was really hard because we were like, we still want, you know, I mean, it was just like, it was really difficult. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure a lot of uh, newly married couples in here can also agree with me. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And so, I mean, we had, we felt for some reason, like for me, especially I felt silly doing it, but even something as simple as like not staying over too late, yeah. you know, me not staying at his house past like uh, 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock or whenever it feels like things can be tempted. Um, not staying the night at one another's houses, not allowing yourself to be in a position where you feel tempted, right. you know, with the other person. And it's so, it's so much easier said than done. Like I get that because when you're in the moment, you know, you're caught up in it and stuff, but I think that was a huge thing for us, was like a curfew. Yeah. And even, even though I felt like I was in middle school again, my parents were, yeah. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing good happens after like 10 p.m. Uh, it really doesn't. Um, but I remember there, there were a few times, like even when we were in Sydney, I had to go hang out at her house and it was getting late and I was literally just like getting sweaty, it was itching, it was like, hey, I have to go. And we're like, we could have been like in the middle of watching a movie on Netflix, I'm like, peace. I got to go. I gotta leave. So, you do whatever you have to do, you put in, you know, those boundaries because it's, there's so much blessing in the framework of marriage when you wait until marriage. And, um... It's not, not, I'm not saying that to call anyone out that hasn't waited, but it's just there's so much blessing in, in the framework of marriage. So we've really valued that, and we wanted to take that on and honor God that way. Yeah. That was just one way that we wanted to. So, um, yeah, and when here, one thing that I've learned recently, I was listening to um, Pastor Rich Wilkerson a little while ago, and um, he was speaking briefly on temptation. And he said when, when you're... Being tempted, when you're in the midst of temptation, it's already too late. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Because that's that's the precursor yeah. to, you know, mm. what we do wrong and sin. Mm-hmm. So when you're already caught up in temptation, it's most likely too late. Not always, but most likely. And um, so the best way to, you know, remain from being tempted is to get far away from the temptation line as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah. get it as far away from that line because once you pass that line, then you're that much closer. So that was just one practical thing that, you know, we had to, we just had to be very mindful of it and we had to have friends keep us accountable. So whatever you need to do, um, do it because there's so much blessing um, when you do it. So, yeah. Can I ask um, a question off of that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so let's just say, like, what if, you know, you had relations with somebody in high school, right, and then you, you find God or you have conviction or whatever it be, and you have this past, but then you found someone, and now it's like, well, screw it. We've already, I've already done it with this many people. Like, can I, does it even matter? I love God or should I, you know what I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. 
how do you find balance between like, well, maybe I've already done this with this person or that person or whatever, and I really like this person, I really want to honor God, but like, how do I find a balance of that? Because I've already done it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how would you go about it in that sense? Like, how do you fight that? Can I, can I get that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, God, I just want to see some of the eyes in the back. God is not looking for sinless people. Okay, yeah. Get my heart, please. Yeah. Yeah. He's not looking for sinless people. Right. Because he's not going to find any. And so, yeah. if, and we all have pasts. And, and, and I don't know why. As Christians, we think that sex is prior to marriage is the biggest sin in the world. Right. I'm not taking anything away from it, but what I'm saying is this: what about what about lust? Okay, mm-hmm. so forget yeah. about having sex. Okay, right. I mean, really, forget about having sex. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, what about, <laughs> 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 we're not recording this. I, didn't I might have lost my job. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. I forget. Lust. Lust. Oh yeah, lust. So, <laughs> so it's it's we we peg as okay. If you don't have sex or you only have it so many times for marriage, then you're this is what kind of a Christian you are or whatever. But what about what about the thoughts that go through our minds, right? What about my holding on to uh, an offense or unforgiveness? Um, what if I judge people? I know this has nothing to do with relationships, but this goes to your question mm-hmm. in that uh, I'm not perfect, but I start every day with saying, God, I want to live for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I live under the blessing of the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses me, say all, all. from all sin. Yeah. All sin. Yeah. Say all sin. all sin. God is not holding a single sin against you. He's not holding a single encounter that you've had with somebody else against you. He's not holding your thoughts against you. God loves you so passionately that Jesus died for you. And in response to that, I want to live a life because God's got a better way for me, right? And for you as well. And so if I'm entering into a relationship, and I've got a past where I might have been with several other women or whatever it might be, and, uh, and, and I have this with Dawn. I tell Dawn, hey, look, this is what my life was like before. Do you still yeah. want me or whatever? And of course she would say yes. We all know that. And so we together, get this part now, we to, she helps me to heal. Yeah. yeah. Because I help her to heal. Because the two of us together are what? We're one. But divided, we're, we're just two people longing to be connected physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah. And God has designed us for, to be together. And in this context of marriage, um, all those past things is where you are able to exhibit the love of God and the yeah. forgiveness wow. of God and the grace of God. And every day, His, His mercies are new every morning. So if you're here tonight, and I'm going to look up in the ceiling because I don't know what anybody's past is or anything, but I'm just going to look up here so you don't, can't say, oh, he's looking right at me. You know? <laughs> uh, if tonight you're here and you've got, you know, and you question your past or you've made some mistakes or whether it's in your head or in your body, whatever it might be, I am here to tell you this. Not I'm here, but let me tell you this. Yeah. God, Christianity is about forgiveness. Yeah. The hallmark of Christianity is forgiveness. And none of us in this room or outside of these walls has a right to hold anything against anyone else. Not one of us, right? Because I'm just as dirty or just as bad or just as sinful as anybody else, just in different ways. And so because you might not be able to see my sin doesn't make me a better person. And so in relationship with marriage, uh, in, in, with my wife, she sees all of me. This is where I'm more vulnerable in, with anybody else in the world. There's nobody that knows more about me than Dawn. She sees my weaknesses. She, she sees when I'm afraid. Uh, she knows about my past. And in marriage is where we see the love of God manifested in a relationship. And to me, there's nothing more powerful than a couple that is following God and pursuing each other and loving each other because that exhibits and displays and manifests 
really what God's intent is. Yeah. And, and if you read through the Old Testament, you'll see that God says he's our father, he's our mother, he's our husband. This is what God does. He, Jesus calls the church his bride. Mm -hmm. So all of those, uh, uh, those, those relationship terms all come from God. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. That's good. Give this to you. I don't know how to do that. Okay. That's really good. Um, so Chandler started off, but I wanted to see if anyone else had any questions um, in the room. And feel free to, you know, pop your hand up or if you have anything, shout it out. And we can uh, answer it. Don't be shy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before or after your marriage, what what would you say is your was your biggest challenge? Our biggest challenge was our first year. Yep. We've only done one year of marriage. So <laughs> uh, love you, babe, but it's pretty hard. Um, but I always hear like the first year is the worst, and then it gets better from there. So like, not, not like, hey, okay, get, hear my heart behind that. Like, it's just it's hard. The first year is hard because you're learning how to live with someone else, and they're the opposite opposite sex. So that's a whole nother thing. Um, but it's all a good thing. So I enjoyed our first year of marriage. It was amazing, but it was a learning curve for sure, yeah, yeah, to say yeah. the least. So I think um, enjoy enjoy that journey. You know, I would say that even though you know there might be financial issues right starting off. You know, just as a as newlyweds, because that'll happen. You guys might you know run finances differently. You might wash dishes differently. You might not wash dishes, and one does. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You wash dishes just differently. She throws them in the dishwasher. I just clean them on the spot, and then they're done. You know? Is, is there anyone else that's like that? It's like, might as well just clean it right after I use it. I don't have to worry about throwing it in the dishwasher and waiting. Anyways, I'm on a rant. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I think the first year, our first year was hard, but it was so good at yeah. the same time. And I just yeah. loved it. And Can I answer uh, your question? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just curious. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Um, yeah, cool. Does anyone else have, do you, did you want to add anything to that? Or? There's another question on here. Um, I want to ask you guys is what if one person in the relationship is stronger in faith than the other? That that happens all the time. I think mm -hmm. for us it was always one would be up here, the other would be down here. It seems like God would always do that for us. So uh oh yeah, he's going on. Um so we just learned to ebb and flow with each other. Like when he was down, yeah. you know, I would pick him up. When I was down, he would pick me up. Yeah, and then there's times when you're, when you're together. Mm -hmm. You know, but early on, we got saved six months after we got married. Wow. Four, wow. Months. Four months after we got married. So we learned right away to just take everything to the Lord. We just dove awesome. right in to Christ. Awesome. And, um, you know, our, that was our foundation. Mm -hmm. So there were hard times, but I think we just went to the Word. Uh, we prayed together, which was so amazing uh, yeah. when we first got married. And um, it was a road of learning how to be unselfish. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the biggest thing for me. I was really pretty selfish, I think, you know. Yeah. And um, <laughs> no, I was. <laughs> so I had to learn. That's not the way to have a marriage. So, you know, yeah. you learn well, about a lot good. about yourself. Yeah. Right. And uh, learning to put him first, everything was wonderful when he learned to put me first everything was beautiful so that's in a nutshell really putting sure. each other first um i have another question <laughs> where do you guys stand as far as being together and pursuing god together but also going out of that relationship and pursuing god with the people in your life who are wise wiser than you and who can speak into you separately like and then you come together and then you talk about what god is speaking to you individually if that makes sense like that time with people outside of your home. That's important. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when we were when we were pastoring, we had I had some accountability guys 
um, that you know we would meet with, or not we, but I would meet with regularly. And um, you know, I think the importance of that is, even though they didn't know all my junk, they knew most of my junk. And because Don knew all of my junk, let me just say this one thing before I go into this accountability. Don knows all of my passwords. Um, my phone is not off limits to Don. My computer is not off limits to Don, or to anybody else for that matter. Right. Uh, so in other words, we tried to, we've tried to live transparently with each yeah, other. That's right. good. Um, and so, but and that comes from people speaking into our lives, like you were just talking about. Yeah. So other pastors and other friends, they would they would do that. And you know, when when we felt like God called us down here to St. Augustine in 2014, we actually moved down here in 2015. Um, we we took it to people that we loved and trusted, yeah. Uh, yeah. and there were uh, two of the people were younger than us. So we have we, we don't think that old people are the only people that have wisdom. Mm -hmm. okay? okay, we're learning from you. We truly are, right. and we consider it a privilege um, to be with you this evening. And but two of the people that we we sought wisdom from were younger than we were, yeah. and but we prayed together and we tried to seek God's heart, and then we came together and we. The, the biggest thing that we always tried to strive for was unity um, yeah. and everything. Because let me tell you what the devil wants the most is disunity. Yeah. Yeah. He's tried to divide and conquer ever since the beginning. Yeah. And so the greatest thing that you can do in any relationship is to seek unity. Yeah. That's, that's great. How are we doing for time? We have one more question if anybody wants to ask one. Jean? Oh, wait. We have one. I want both of you questions on you go in the back first. You raise your hand. Yeah. Thank you. Well, how are y'all dealing with marriage and ministry? Like how are we doing marriage and ministry? Like how do y'all deal with oh, like how do you go about it? Because that's what I want to do. That I want my wife to do. Oh, that's awesome. You know, uh, he's about to get so many numbers. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I already got a girl, As far as like balance? Yeah. Yeah. And, like doing it together. Gotcha. Working yeah. yeah, we're we're still learning that, but um, yeah, it is. Um, sometimes, if you're not careful, it can kind of catch up to you. Um, but I think you gotta have your priorities set right. Mm -hmm. So, first is God, right? And the way I, I view it is first, I'm, I'm serving God, but then secondly, it's family. So God, family, and then church. Um, sometimes through the busyness, sometimes it might feel like church kind of goes up a bit, maybe in second place, or um, sometimes they switch, but you have to keep tabs on it. You gotta make sure you're keeping tabs on your priorities. And um, what I've learned is the importance of trying to maintain a Sabbath through it all. And I'll be transparent with you right now. We're in the midst of figuring that out because naturally we just go 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 all the time and finding a sabbath is hard for us because it's going to change from week to week um, for us but we are you know adamant about finding a day of rest because that's so important so through all of it make sure that you're you're leaning into god separately but together as well maybe doing a devo together praying with one another asking you know, your wife, like, what have you learned about God and having that dialogue? Um, but it's just it's just so important to, to make sure that you're, you're having time with God on your own, but together, and then you're also paying attention to the priorities that you've set, making sure that they're staying in the place that they need to stay in. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to add. What's your name? Chris. Chris, you, do you have a girlfriend now? Yeah. Okay, and is she... Um, is she here? No. Okay. Um, so, um, sorry, I'm not trying to be funny. I just, but I just really want to know a couple things because does, does, is she is she a follower of Christ? Yeah. Does, she's very well yoked. Pardon me. She's very well yoked. Okay. And so, does she want to go into ministry? She wants to do like fashion. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to learn how to like balance that because I want her involved. And I know she wants to be involved whenever the time comes when we're married. Um, let me tell you this. The, the greatest gift my wife ever gave to me, I was in the Marine Corps, and I said to her, I think I'm going to get out of the Marine Corps and go into the ministry. And this, I'm making a long story short, and she said, 
she pulled a Ruth on me. She said, wherever you go, I will go. Whatever you do, I will do. Then she sang this song, The Hills Are Alive. And it was a very touching moment. But really, to, to be truthful, she said, I will do whatever God wants us to do. Wow. The, the greatest gift, Chris, that my wife ever gave me in terms of ministry was that statement. That's and awesome. and then the second greatest gift that she gave me in terms of is is lived that. Yeah. She's lived that for 38 years. Yeah. So and we've gone from Connecticut to Florida, California, Texas, in many different places, mission field, pastoring, starting a church, um, chaplain for state police and other things, ground zero, all this junk that we've been through in terms of quote unquote ministry, yeah. but she's never been unfaithful wow. in, in that. So I would say to have a very clear dialogue uh, with your girlfriend and say, here's my dreams, here's my heart. And that, that's not to say God cannot use her in fashion while you're in ministry. Right. Right. Because God is, if God has gifted her Absolutely. and God wants you two together, then God will use her. Absolutely. And maybe your ministry will be to bring break into the fashion industry and bring Christ in it. So good, right? And so that that could be part of it. That's good. That's good. That's amazing. Um, we have officially run out of time. But Wait, we're not going to talk about sex? Is anybody, can we talk about sex for two minutes? Can I? Yeah, if you want. You got a question? I just thought you were going to talk about it. All right, I want to talk about it. No. I'm ready to listen. Like it's like minute. an elephant in the room, don't you think? Yeah, we're all like, who's going to ask the sex question? Oh. Okay? And so, but, but in all honesty, and we've counseled people for a long time. And so, but let me tell you this. When God, every, God took how many days to create heaven and earth? Six days, right? Yeah. Every day he finished, and what did he say? It's good. It's good, right? So he created man and woman on the on the sixth day, and he said that was what? Good, very, good. very good, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. I like your passion, and so and so he created them in a relationship. That relationship was designed to have physical union. We call that sex, okay? And so God has designed and created us to be sexual beings, okay? And I'm not trying to say that's all we are. Because we're not. Because the, you're made of three parts. There's a spirit part of you, the part that connects with God. There's the soul part of you, the emotion, the mind, the will, and the emotions. That's how we connect and know each other. And then there's the physical part. I can touch a chair. You know, you can see, hear, taste, smell, and touch the five senses. So I am ruled by my spirit. And my emotions, my mind says, I will do what the spirit says. And I tell my body what to do. I'm not ruled by my body, and you don't have to be ruled by your body, right? right? So you can't say, oh, man, I just got to have sex. No, you don't have to do that, okay? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it, right? Okay. Sex is good. Say amen. Amen. Okay? And so, but what I'm saying is that in, when I said earlier that there's a better way, God has designed for you to have that incredible experience, but he doesn't want you to have a physical experience, he wants you to have a physical, emotional, and spiritual wow. experience. Right. And that's what sex is. Right. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that is the most appropriate place to wrap it up. And, um, thank, you, thank you guys for coming. Honestly, can we give them a hand again? I just want to say one other thing. Oh, oh gosh. I know I will show up at this, but the, we love these two. Yeah. We talk about them every yeah. single day. I, I truly do. Because I work with them every single day. Well, not every day, but most every day. And so uh, when I come home and I have to tell the stories about how these two interact and work and stuff like that. And I think they're the cutest couple. And I have a high degree of respect for you. And I truly do love you. And we appreciate you guys. And thank you for having us here. Yeah, thank you. Well, hey, um, we're just going to pray real fast, and then um, we'll end the night, and you guys are welcome to hang out after. Um, Jesus, we just thank you for tonight. Thank you for the discussion that we had uh, tonight, Lord. We just thank you that through everything, through every season of life, you're with us. You're actually here with us, and we thank you for that. We thank you for your spirit, and Lord, I just pray that you would continue to bless these students and young adults, God and that you would go before them, Lord, that you would be a lamp to their path, God. Yeah. And um, through any season, whether it's being single or dating or in relationships, mm -hmm. Lord, I just pray that you would guide them, Lord, and you bring peace but also strength, Jesus.
through everything. So we love you, and we pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this message. We pray it bless you greatly. Please visit us at www.colonialchurch.life for more.